0: Thanks for listening to the Journey Christian Church podcast. We're on a mission to make disciples who love God, love people, and serve the world. Our prayer is that this message encourages you today. And remember, Journey is a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and through Jesus, anything is possible. What do we What do we sing in Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas for on Christmas Eve? And that's a great question. We're going to get into that uh, throughout the message. Mariah Carey co-wrote that song in 1994. And it was an instant classic. And uh, since 1994, just that song alone, the royalties from that song have averaged over $3 million a year. That's over $70 million. Some of y'all aren't impressed with that. And and I wanna know what you do for a living, okay? Okay. To me, that's very impressive for one song that she co-wrote, and I don't know. uh, uh, I don't know when you start to listen to Christmas music. Some of you uh, have very strict rules on that. I'm more of a listen to Christmas music as fast as possible kind of guy. Anybody else? Can I get an amen? Yeah, four of us. Okay, it's all right. I love Christmas music. That song, "All I Want for Christmas," it's a it's a question many of us get asked around this time. What do you want for Christmas? And some of you know exactly what you want, some of you may not. Some of you want a new video game system or just a new video game. And by, by the way, if I say what you want for Christmas, you can go ahead and make some noise and give that a clue to the people around you. So, some of you, you might want a cell phone, either the first one or a new one. Some of you, you, you just want some new clothes. No, nobody. Nobody. Just make sure it's not socks. Some of you, you, maybe it's it's a new grill. Maybe you just want a new grill to grill up some stuff on. Yeah, 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 pay attention right here, okay. (laughs) I I don't know what you want. Some of you know exactly what you want for Christmas. Others have no idea, but for those that know exactly, you might be like Ralphie Parker from the movie A Christmas Story, who famously once said this, I want an official Red Ryder carbon action 200 shot range model air rifle. And every time he said that, they would respond with what? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. And and he would hear that over and over and over again. And sadly, uh, the story was kind of discouraging, and he ended up getting a shotgun or or getting a a BB gun. Now, here's the deal. All all of us have something that maybe we want for Christmas. I remember uh, when I was that age, I had some things. There was another kid named Johnny, and all he wanted was a bicycle. And so Johnny goes to his parents, and he says, Mom and Dad, I just, I really want a bicycle. And so his parents were trying to teach him a lesson on prayer. And so they said, hey, that's a great idea. We think you should write a letter to Jesus and ask Jesus to get you a bicycle. And so he, he was kind of, uh, he didn't really like that response. And so he kind of displayed that. They get into an argument. So he gets sent up to his bedroom upstairs and he's kind of pouting. And in the process of him pouting, he begins to think, you know what? What's the worst case scenario? Let me just start writing a letter to Jesus. And so he writes the first letter and this is what it says. It says, dear Jesus, I've been a good boy this year and would love a new bicycle. Can you see if I could have a new bicycle? Your friend, Johnny. Now, after he wrote that, he thought about it for a minute and he realized he hadn't been a good boy that year and Jesus would know that. So he crumbled it up and wrote his second letter, which went like this. Dear Jesus, I've been an okay boy this year and I want a new bicycle. Yours truly, Johnny. And after he wrote that, he thought for a minute and he said, I wasn't even okay. And then he wrote his third letter and it said this, Dear Jesus, I've thought about being a good boy this year. Can I have a bicycle Johnny? And after he thought about that, he realized he hadn't even thought about being a good boy. All he knew was he wanted a bike and he had to try to figure out how to write a letter to Jesus to get what he wanted. And so he thought about it for a minute. He ran downstairs to the fireplace to the nativity scene and he's staring at the nativity scene and he grabbed Mary And he took Mary back upstairs, put Mary underneath his pillow, and then he wrote Jesus his final letter. Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again, give me a bicycle. Johnny. I don't know if you've ever wanted something so bad that you threatened the Savior of the world with ransoming his own mom. For me, I know I didn't want maybe it that bad, but for me, I remember when I was a kid, there was something I really, really, really wanted. And I'm a big Miami Dolphins fan. And the reason I'm a big Miami Dolphins fan is it's just called good parenting, okay? And so I'm a big Miami Dolphin fan. So when I was growing up, I wanted a Miami Dolphin uniform. I wanted the pants, I wanted the jersey, and I wanted the helmet. And I remember coming up on Christmas and I remember seeing a box that looked like mine. It's Christmas morning. And, I, and I'm thinking, man, it's the right size. And you kind of, you know, you process that as a kid. You're like, I think, I think this could be the one. And then it got my turn to open it. And I open it and sure enough, This is what I got. Yeah, I had four Miami Dolphin fans cheer. Yes, thank you. (laughs) So I got my, and listen, I don't know why, but I still have the helmet. I don't know if that's exciting or sad. I don't know what that's about, but I still have the helmet. And I remember, man, that year I won a Miami Dolphin uniform and I got it, and I got it. And I was grateful. And I remember processing that all these years thinking that question, we ask it all the time, What do you want for Christmas? And I don't think that's a bad question. But let me ask a different question, maybe a better question. What does God want for Christmas? You see, we pay a lot of attention on what we want for Christmas, and it's not our birthday. It's his. And so I just want to transition for a minute and say, God, what what do you want for Christmas? Man, I wanted more than anything that uniform. And I think he wants more than anything something, and we're going to unpack that right now and I think when we realize what God wants for Christmas I think that's the true meaning of Christmas and to unpack the true meaning of Christmas a little bit I want to listen in to my friend Linus everything I do turns into a disaster I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about sure Charlie Brown I can tell you what Christmas is all about lights please He shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Many of us have seen that before. It's important to note that the words from that are not from the creator of Charlie Brown. They're from the creator himself. They're from God. And it's found in Luke 2. It says, Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. I like what Matthew one twenty three says. It says, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, what the birth of Jesus does is it helps us answer two questions a lot of us have asked, or maybe you're asking right now. Is God with me and is God for me? And I just want you to know the birth of Jesus answers both of those. And you go into 2022, you go into December 25th knowing that God emphatically says, yes, that God is with you. That's what Emmanuel means is God is with us. And not only is he with us, he's for you. That's the whole birth. That's the whole meaning of Christmas. That's the whole reason that God sent his one and only son, because he says, I'm not only with you, but I'm for you. And so many times we listen to all these other soundtracks in our mind playing all these other things that God's either not with me and he's definitely not for me because of what i have done in the past or because of the way I think or the way I act. And you need to know today, the true meaning of Christmas is that God is with you and that God is for you. If you don't hear anything else, God is with you. And for you, and some of you are out there, and you're thinking, "Yeah, yeah, pastor, but you don't understand what I did last year. You don't understand what I did last week. You don't understand what I did last hour." And what I'll say is, you don't understand grace. And that's the whole point of Jesus coming. That's the whole, the whole reason we call it amazing grace. God is with you, and God is for you. Many of us know the what of Christmas. It's the the story of Jesus. It's the birth of Jesus. We know the what. But do we know the why of Christmas? Like, like, why did God send his one and only Son to, to, to conquer sin once and for all? And the answer is very, very simple. The why is you. The why is you. We we've heard the song, we've seen the bumper sticker that Jesus is the reason for the season, and he is. But another true fact is that you are the reason for the season. That God loved you so much that he sent his one and only son down to earth for you. And he loves you unconditionally, incredibly. The why is you. You are the reason for the season. If somebody were to ask God this Christmas season, God, what do you want for Christmas? And just like Ralphie Parker from A Christmas Story, how Ralphie would always have his answer ready and he would say it confidently and quickly. I think God would echo that. I think he would say confidently and quickly. He says, I know what I want for Christmas. I want for Christmas you. That's what I want for Christmas. And he would have his answer ready. All I want for Christmas is you. You see, I think Mariah Carey, she may have been writing a song, but I think it may have been a prophetic word of what God is actually saying every single year. I think that song says it best, the heartbeat of God, where he says, all I want for Christmas is you. And I'm just thinking, we probably hear that song dozens and dozens of times every Christmas year. And my prayer is every time you hear it, you would remember, and it would be a reminder from God that all he wants is you. That's all God wants is you. And here's the beauty of it all. God isn't waiting for you to shape up God isn't waiting for you to grow up and God's not waiting for you to clean up. God's not discouraged by your past or your struggles or your challenges. God loves you just as you are, period. God loves you just as you are. Some of us think, yeah, but God loves me if I do so and so, if I give to the poor, if I have perfect attendance, God will love me if I, I, I right all my wrongs. And all those things are good, but they don't base God's love on you if you do those things. God loves you period. That's why we call it amazing grace. That's why it's unconditional love. Some of you have been fighting that for years, not understanding the depth of grace. I don't know if you know this, but right now, Americans, just our country alone, is sitting on $15 billion worth of unused gift cards. Yeah, did you buy somebody a gift card this year? Take it back. They ain't using it. $15 billion worth of unused. That's an average of $116 per person. I actually think it's even higher because that don't happen in my household. So it's even higher than that. $15 billion. And I thought about that and I thought, man, somebody spent their hard-earned money. They sacrificed. They bought somebody a gift card and, and that person just didn't use it for whatever reason. Maybe they got too busy. Maybe they didn't care. Whatever they thought they'd use it. Whatever it is, they just, they missed it. They didn't use it. And then it reminded me, I almost did the same thing. Several years ago, we had Christmas and all of our family was together and we opened up all the presents and several days later, I'm cleaning around the tree. And I realized, you know what? As I was cleaning around the tree, I found, I found a present that I missed. Literally, I, I found a present that I had missed and it was hidden behind the tree. I didn't see it and I thought, maybe some of you have done that. And I, I remember thinking to myself, man, I would have felt horrible if I wouldn't open that present? Somebody worked hard for it, somebody sacrificed for it, and and here, I just missed it or didn't even think about opening it. What would that have said to that person? And I remember thinking that and processing that. And I think that's the same way it is with God. You see, Christmas is God's gift to you and to me. And there's a gift, and on the gift, there's a label, and on that label, it says, to you from God. And the gift is eternal life. The gift is a relationship with Jesus. The gift is grace. The gift is unconditional love. And it's underneath the tree. And I think some of us, year after year, have seen that gift. And we've seen it and we've looked at it and we said, we either have too much pain from past spiritual hurt, too much spiritual confusion, or we're just too busy to open up the gift. And the truth is, there's somebody that sacrificed a lot for that gift a lot and they only did it because how crazy they are about you the why is you you are the reason for the season and my prayer for you our prayer for you is that this Christmas you wouldn't leave a present underneath the tree that you would unwrap the gift of a relationship with Jesus that he has for you I don't know why you're here. Maybe you have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're spiritually seeking. Maybe somebody drugged you. Maybe this was your only Christmas wish from your mom and dad is that you'd come to church. I don't care why you're here, but I'm glad you're here. And there's a present with your name on it. And there's two types of presents. One, a present from God. And two, we have something for you. The present from God is the gift of a relationship with him. And I wanna encourage you, don't miss that relationship. Don't miss that gift because it's exactly that. It's a free gift and I'm here to testify it's a good gift and there's nothing you could do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to repay it. You don't have to wait till you get your life right, try to set some goals in 2022, then come back to the gift. You get the gift now and God's going to give you new goals, but don't miss it. And then the second thing is we have a gift for you. We have a gift for you. Maybe you need to begin a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you need to rededicate your life or make some other decision. Around here, we say there's always a next step in following Jesus. And maybe you need to take a next step. And so we have a gift for you. This gift is actually tied into what we as a church are doing in, in January. And we wanna lo- walk alongside you in your newfound faith, in your journey following Jesus. So this is actually a, a book. It's the book of Proverbs, which is one of the books in the Bible. And in, February, or in January, we're gonna go through that entire book together. And we just want to say, hey, we're with you and we're for you. We want to echo the heart of God. We don't want you walking with him alone. And so we have this in our Connection Center on the way out. We'd love to be able to help start a relationship with Jesus with you. Or maybe you have questions. We'd love to be able to answer that. Maybe you just want prayer. We'd love to be able to pray for you. But there's a gift. It's got your name on it. It's for you. Don't miss another Christmas with a gift. One of the things I love about Christmas is traditions. I love traditions. I love asking other people what their Christmas traditions are and everybody's got their own. Some of you, your tradition is, we don't have any traditions. We just, you know, dealer's choice this year, whatever it is. That's great, whatever. For us, we had a tradition growing up. We would all go to my grandmother's house, Granny Long. Every Christmas day, and we would open up a lot of presents and we'd eat a lot of food. But before we did any of that, We'd all circle up and we'd hold hands. And my grandmother would pray and she would pray. And in the middle of the prayer, she would always recite the same poem. And I didn't know where it was from. And recently found out that it was from somebody named Christina Rossetti, who was born in 1830 in London. And she wrote this that in 1905, got turned into a hymn. And this is how my grandmother would start every Christmas day circled in prayer. She would recite this. What can I give them? As poor as I am, if I were a shepherd, I'd bring them a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet, what can I give them? I give them my heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we we come before you, and God, we're so grateful that there are people around us that love us enough to say, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas?" These aren't bad questions, and it's not bad to ask or respond. But God, I pray that we'd lean into a different question this year. God, what do you want for Christmas? And you're not confusing. It's very clear and very obvious in your word and in your actions, what you want. And what you want is us. All you want for Christmas is us. And God, we thank you for the gift, the free gift under the tree of eternal life, of a relationship with you, of, of eternal hope and peace and joy. And we thank you. And I pray for the person that's in here today and they've, they've seen that present, they've heard of that present, but they've ignored it. And God, I pray would they go crazy like an eight-year-old kid open up that Christmas present and would their life never be the same. God, I pray you would help us to know the depth this year of the true meaning of Christmas relationship with you we love you and we thank you it's in your son Jesus Christ we pray amen Amen. if you like this podcast we post a new message every week so make sure to click that follow button and share it with your friends remember journey is a place where everybody's welcome nobody's perfect and through Jesus anything is possible